Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email drjacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome, or hopefully it's welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio, where we have a worldwide audience. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we currently have 29 live broadcasts each and every week. Our show today is The Wise Ones. We've got a fabulous guest backstage, but first let's bring out the star of our show. If you've been watching this particular series of shows on The Wise Ones, you know that I can't say enough wonderful things about Mr. Red O'Laughlin. He is not only a co-host, he's one of our expert presenters on Talking Heads. He's one of our elevated listeners. He soon to have his own show, which will be a health panel. And he's also a very good friend. He's a book coach. He's been helping me with my books. I had two number one bestsellers within a year, thanks to him. And he, believe it or not, has an entire life outside this platform. Let's welcome him to the show. Hi, Red. Howdy, Dr. Jacqueline. Another wonderful day here in paradise, eh? Yes, it is. Nice to see you again. And I'd love for you to share with our audience the whole concept behind the wise ones. What is it that we actually are really spotlighting on this program? Many of us, as we grow a little bit older, we gain experience in, in many different areas. And there are very few opportunities to share it with a wide audience. And the USA Global TV and Radio Network is one of those venues that you can can have people come on. And our guest coming up, uh, Clint, is a super expert, the health engineer. And he, he really knows the ins and outs of fitness and wellness and, and health and how they all interrelate. And these things are not things that we talk about all the time, but you know, we maybe have a, a lawyer on one day, we have a, a chef on another day. We have people on with all kinds of different backgrounds. And believe it or not, we had what, two on almost back to back that were experts in Argentinian tango. Uh, it's just, we have a worldwide audience that, that we can just offer lots of information. And we're just sharing the value of our past experience. Uh, I have 31 years in the Navy, Naval Aviator. I've been to 61 countries. I got a lot of experience in many, many different things. Uh, nowadays, I take my chemistry background, my first love, long before I met my wife at 54 years, and I research the human body at the cellular level. I look for cause and effect relationships. Treat a cause, fix a problem. Treat a symptom, and you'll always be treating symptoms. So that's what I do on my spare time. I write about it. I speak about it. I've written books on it. And right after the show, immediately on Talking Heads, another USA Global TV and radio network show, I'll be talking about post-pandemic health and how do we improve ourselves so that we can get through, God forbid, the next pandemic that's in our lifetime. Uh, but Talking the, the Wise Ones is a show where we, we provide value to our listeners, to our viewers, that they can take to the bank and literally improve their lives. Thank you so much, Red. And you were mentioning backstage that you've known our guest, Clint, for a number of years. Tell us how you met. Well, 
I was trying to figure that out a little while ago. He mentioned a particular networking group that we were in speakers co-op. Uh, he's up in the Dallas area. And I know that I went up there for a couple of those events. I also know that I met him at the more heart than talent, about two or three years in a row up in Dallas. Uh, but this is five, six, seven years before COVID. So it's been a while. Uh, I followed him quite actively on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Uh, he's got a lot of good information, super information. And when it came time to, you know, what kind of guests are we looking for on this show? Uh, he was one of those names I had on my, my list. And so as we started filling up these the slots, okay, let's go and down and get into the four or five people. And so, uh, Clinton, let's get him on the show. And sure enough, boom, just like that, he signed up. So, yes, I know Clint. I followed him a lot. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing his his presentation today or his description today on health, wellness, and fitness and why we must not confuse all three and we really need to interweave all three together to be that super healthy person. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we bring Clint out, I'd love to know, you've been following him for years. What are some of the key takeaways from following him that you thought to yourself, wow, this is somebody I really respect? Well, when you get into the health and wellness industry, I'm not into fitness as much as he is. I'm aware of a lot of things there, but the health and wellness end of things, it's it's a constant learning environment. It, it literally is. Uh, just this past week or so, within the last 10 days, I came across a particular molecule. I've been looking for molecules that will shut down the cyclooxygenase 2 enzyme in the body so that when we have some kind of injury or trauma, we don't end up with the swelling and inflammation, the pain and all the rest of that stuff associated with it. And so if you can stop it on the front end, then you have an advantage. Well, I found this particular molecule. It's called uh, palmitoethylolamide, uh, PEA for short. Uh, if you put Google PEA pain relief, uh, you'll come across it. But it looks like to me to be a far better pain relief option than the NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And when I look at that one, I'm looking for something that shuts down COX-2 but does not affect COX-1. This one also includes, increases glutathione. It does a remarkable job at the cellular level. Lots of things in there. So I'm constantly trying to learn things that are going on. Well, that's what Clint offers. You know, when I'm sitting there and I'm watching him do a particular series of exercises and he's explaining why you do it this way and not another way, or he's talking on some other aspect, you know, I admire other people in my industry because I can learn from them and why not? I mean, they're, they're just as good experts in some areas as I am. So, uh, and I like Clint. I think he's really a super guy. Really do. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So let's welcome Clint to the show. He's the... He's an expert when it comes to not just one aspect, but three aspects that are really extremely important for every single person. I don't care where you live, how old you are. It's imperative that we understand health, wellness, and fitness. He's an entrepreneur. He's an expert when it comes to asking questions of people because he's had his own shows. And he's a guy that is very relatable, very easy to talk to. I could just tell backstage. Let's welcome him to the show. Hi, welcome, Hi. health engineer. Nice to have you with us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Red. It's been a long, long time. So it has. So you been, never know where one connection will take you, and people stay in touch, and and it all comes to fruition. I love it. And with oh, yeah. and, and with video, we're literally a screen away from each other, whether we know it or not. Quite literally, how far away? We're like, well, right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 
Uh, Clint, a question I have for you. I've always been really big on fitness. I would say my wellness hasn't been that great. I have three autoimmune diseases. And I would say that um, when it comes to my health, maybe it's my health that hasn't been the greatest. I'm not sure which is, you'll explain that to us. But from my understanding, we can't just focus on one thing. I can't go to the gym like a psycho yesterday and do ball slams and jumping rope and think that that's going to make everything okay, which I do extreme. I get a little crazy. So tell us, if you would, why we need to look at all three of these aspects of our life in order to truly be whole and healthy. So it comes down to you got three very different things that are put into like one little box. Everybody's trying to say, okay, get healthy. Let's, okay, what does that mean? Well, you need to work on wellness. Well, you, you need to get fit. So it's three completely separate deals. So think of them as I'm a big superhero fan. So if you don't break these down into like fitness would be like Superman, health would be Batman, and wellness would be Wonder Woman because those are you know, somewhat relatable. Everybody knows who they are, how they work, right? Uh, Superman, fitness. Why? He can jump higher, run faster, fly around the world, all that stuff, right? Lift heavy weights, lift locomotives lift plants, whatever. So that's your fitness component. However, fitness by itself, as you related, can tear you apart if you go psycho and just go crazy on it. Um, because, well, you don't get to take care of you. You're always out there chasing some new goal. Like, okay, I just hit an eight minute mile. I need to hit a seven minute, 30 minute, like a seven minute mile. I need to hit a six minute mile. I need to hit a five minute mile. Well, in your quest of doing that to improve your fitness, you're actually destroying your health because uh, Cooper, so Cooper Institute has actually looked at this. They've actually been telling people to back off on the amount of cardio and how fast they run, especially whenever you're doing long distance stuff. They're actually telling people to start going like an eight minute mile is like, like that's it. That's as fast as you run, you go. If you're faster than that, you start getting cardiovascular damage. You start getting nervous system damage. Uh, you start getting kidney issues and everything else, right? And then you've got all the tissue breakdown. So you've got um, all your joint issues ankles, knees, hips, spine. Uh, you also start having brain damage if you're going too fast. If you're running and you have all this going on, you have head impact going on now, just like taking jabs in, in, a, in a boxing. So that's when fitness starts becoming detrimental when you start going into it of, okay, I've got to hit a PR every time. I've got to get bigger, stronger, faster all the time. No, not really. You just need to get fit enough to live your life, whatever that is, uh, whatever you choose to do in your life. Anything beyond that is just Pushing extremes and is eventually going to have, you know, if you look at cost benefit analysis, is that cost worth the benefit? Usually, no. Whenever we start going past whatever you need to take care of daily life stuff, um, and that's when you need to start looking at health, just the numbers. That's Batman. He's, he's digging into all the numbers of everything. He knows everything about everything, right? That's when you start looking at your cholesterol levels, uh, blood levels of everything, um, especially for right now, inflammatory factors is the biggie, especially since Chris going to be talking about uh, COVID stuff later on in the next show. Inflammatory, if your inflammatory factors are high, you're going to have so many issues throughout your life with any and every health thing that comes across, including the next pandemic. That's really what, really what hammered everybody in this last one was the fact that overweight, obesity levels, um, and then having really, really high inflammatory factors really just get hurt a lot of people. Uh, more so than by expected, right? Um, so that's when we get into the health thing. That's that's the measuring of the numbers. Uh, when I when they take my blood, here's all my numbers. What ratio do they need, do they need to be in? Now, if you start going in on those and say, okay, I need my cholesterol to be 
at 180 and you do everything in the world to do that without regard for anything else, well, now you start destroying your wellness, you start destroying your fitness um, because you're so focused on this one number uh, that stress hormones start going up and you'll never hit that number, right? So that's, that's the, uh, the, the health part of it. And wellness, wellness is just how you're living, right? It's the, are you actually taking care of yourself? Are you trying to do extreme stuff just to prove a point to yourself or somebody else? Um, are you overly focused on the numbers? How are you sleeping? Are you, are you sitting up every night doing Netflix and chill? Um, do you wake up well? Are you eating well? And by, I don't mean, are you eating a healthy meal every meal? I mean, are you eating well? Are you actually enjoying your meals? Are you enjoying life while you're trying to live it instead of just, I've got to have this many carbs, this many proteins. I can only have broccoli and rice and chicken at every meal, right? You start doing that, you take, you suck all the fun out of life and your wellness just goes away completely. And then all your health numbers start going away and then you can't really work out well and then your fitness goes away. So you have to focus on all those and most people end up focusing on one at the detriment of the other two. Um, so I, I did like a whole six part series on these, broken down for like an hour each day or in each part of the series. I did that two, about two years ago on Facebook is what we were doing. We were doing nothing. We were sitting around watching these all day, um, which is detrimental to everybody's health. You can slot inside <laughs> these all day. So you know, I thought I'd do that. And I did I did tons of free workout programs. I did a full 60-day in-home workout program for free just to get people moving in their house. Like all you need is a little 10 by 10 box. You're in yourself for the day. So you might as well be in here working out and doing something good for yourself. Um, but sadly, the average the average weight gain was about 20 pounds um, for most everybody. Gen Y and Gen Z actually put on about an average of 30. If you do that, that takes you into the into obesity. Once you get 30 pounds over normal weight, that's obesity class. So it's taking our, our numbers way, way, way up uh, when it comes to um, obesity levels and then everything else, which is going to set us up for really bad stuff whenever the next, next pandemic happens. Right? I got a quick question for you, Clint. Your last name. There's yeah. a street. There's a street here in Houston, Fuquay, that yep. I used to take all the time. <laughs> Back about yeah. 35, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. Is that a relation to you in any way, shape, or form? No, actually. So there's a lot of Fuquay's. There, there, uh, Duke Business School has, there's a Fuquay School of Business there. There's a, I uh, think, is it Harvard? One of the other, one of the big ones, there's a Fuquay School of Medicine. Um, and there's a bunch of those out there. So I see if my name like pop up on occasion. Like, is there any relation? I'm like, no, I have no relation to any of these. And, I mean, at some point, I'm sure there is, but. Directly, no. I most of my family is from uh, Central Texas, and where we came from from that, not really sure. Uh, I know my great granddad came over here from uh, from France, like after World War One. So I'm sure some relation, but there's like 10 million Fuquay streets if you go to Louisiana. It's all over the place. Yeah. So it, apparently, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> we made some impact at some point. Well. Obviously you did, but I just at, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at the banner underneath, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I used to take that road all the time when I was going to reserve meetings back in the uh, early to mid '80s. Uh, take off from work and head on over there, and just before the the intermediate freeways came in, that now you bypass all that stuff and never even think about it again. Yeah, I was I was in shock the first time I saw it driving through you. So I'm like, wait, why does this road have my name? What's going on? Famous. What? <laughs> Do I need to know something? <laughs> Are there any Dr. Jacqueline roads that you're aware of? <laughs> Stop. 
But Clint, I have a question for you based on what you just said. I, I really thought a lot about it and and how I live my life. And I am obsessed with fitness and just uh, just did a 21 straight arm, 21 minute straight arm plank. Then I went to 31 minutes and I don't feel well as a result afterwards, but my, that's not my point. My point is you mentioned about enjoying what you're doing. And I think at 59, where I really struggle is the things that I really enjoyed, I gave them all up. I'm walking through the supermarket. I'm like, I don't need to go down that aisle or that aisle, or I just need fish and I need greens. And I ate the same thing almost every day because I'm supposed to be healthy. That's what I'm supposed to do. I can't have sugar and I can't have the things that I, you know, I gave up caffeine four years ago. So this is not working then. Is that what you're saying? It's not a good plan. Well, so it comes down to, I mean, sometimes the stuff that you enjoy is not good for you. Um, so I'm not saying go, go back down the cereal aisle and start getting like pretty pebbles and everything else. Um, there are, however, alternatives. So there's a lot of companies out there that are making things like that, that are much healthier. So they've got higher amounts of protein. They're not using all the flour and all the wheat and everything else, right? So there's a lot of companies doing stuff like that because, they, hey, I would like to have my fruity, fruity pills, but I don't want to I don't want to eat those, but I would love to have them. So uh, there's a lot of that going on. So there, there's another company out there called Real Good Food. Um, so like if you like pizza, well, they're doing like chicken, chicken for the, uh, instead, instead of the bread. So they roll the, roll the chicken out, that becomes the bake, and then they put the sauce and the cheese and stuff on top of it. Right. So now it's just a high protein pizza meal and they're pretty good. Um, so luckily we, we have ways of getting around some of that and actually eating good stuff and you know, enjoying life. Because, I mean, save things, flavors, flavor your food, use all the herbs you can. Right. Uh, and maybe actually a little extra salt because salt is actually beneficial and good for you whenever you have the good stuff. So like the pink salt, the uh, rays, right. Uh, the salt with the pills that have a lot of flavor, you only need like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of. Uh, instead of like sitting there just grinding out the white stuff that really didn't have much flavor and has no has zero value for it. Um, so it's weighing those things out and finding the places that have the alternatives so you can enjoy some stuff. And then also, like there's one, there's a reason to feast, right? Right. So even while we have like these times, we have um, uh, times of not feasting, right? Um, and so in a feast time, you're supposed to eat and enjoy, have fun, right? So you know, go out, have the hamburger, have the pizza, have the pizza on occasion because it's going to be good for you. Why? Because you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be so good whenever you have it like once a month or if you're working out really, really hard, maybe once a week and you have, you know, the, the cheat meal. I don't call them cheat meals. I hate cheat meals because it means you're cheating on yourself. Uh, so if you call them like epic eating meals, like I'm going to take in this one meal. It's going to be huge. It's going to be epic. Uh, Dwayne Johnson does that all the time. It's his or just like they have like a huge stack of pancakes, right? But it's that one big, ridiculous meal that should put you over the top. But because you're eating well the rest of the week, it's, it's, it evens things out, right? It makes life fun because now you're planning. You're planning for that meal instead of like dreading it on occasion or just that's what you do every day. Because if it's not a daily thing, it's something brand new that has some fun in your life, right? So it's, it's my Friday night excess. It's my Friday night bit of fun before the weekend that I'm not going to do much on um, because you should have like one day of rest, like total rest where you're not eating very, very heavy stuff like that. So if you have a heavy meal before that, well, now you're filled up for the next day. Maybe eat a whole lot lighter and have some salads in the next day to get all that stuff left out. Um, but uh, there's, there's also like, you know, speaking individually, 
no two people, no two people are the same. So dietary wise, no two people are going to react to the same foods. So you know, you're going to have you have some people that will have food allergies that other people don't, and that comes down to some genetic variation that goes down to genetic level stuff. Um, someone comes down to uh, just your gut, like what kind of what you have in your, in your belly or in, in your gut as far as your uh, digestive enzymes are there and all the bacteria that's there. Do you have good stuff down there? Do you not? Do you not have enough of it? Uh, and so that plays a part in all of this stuff too. So it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge world that <laughs> I mean we can simplify it as much as we can. It should be pretty simple. But when you're you know the devil's in the details, right? The more you dig in, the more you find and the more you're like, oh, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Now I wish I didn't. Because now it's getting tougher. Which, <laughs> which is for most people, right? Because you, as you get deeper into it, it's like, oh, there's more to it? Wait, there's more to it? There's more to it? There's still more to it? Can I just go back to walking and sleeping and like eating some basic stuff? Well, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, that's the, the deeper you, you dive into it, you know, it's... Um, there's there's more and more as red knows because I mean when we start doing research stuff I know I did this for a while because uh, I ran a supplement company so I was doing product formulation um, I had multiple products on on the market and so yeah you start getting into into that into those weeds I mean yeah you'll you'll drown you'll drown yourself if you don't pull yourself out of it from on occasion and just look at everything as a whole and go maybe I'm being way too specific about stuff <laughs> but uh, so yeah that. Just, just to, to answer your question, you know, it's you have to have fun while you're doing it. Not everything's going to be fun. I mean, there's stuff in here that I don't like doing. I still do it. There's things I don't, don't want to work out. I'll still work out, but it's not going to be a killer. It's just going to be a movement day. I'm just going to come in. I'm going to move around. I'm going to breathe. And then I'll feel better after I get done with it. And there's other days where I wake up. I'm like, you know, I had my burger yesterday. I'm feeling good. I just, this is going to be a workout. Or after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the best, most fun day ever because it's just feed, 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 feed. And the whole next week is just awesome workouts, right? So, um, like I said, it's scheduling, right? It's getting yourself ready for what's coming up instead of going and having Thanksgiving feast and just dreading the five pounds you're going to put on with that. And then the whole next week of feeling horrible instead of, okay, here's my eating plan. Here's how much stuff I'm going to take down while I'm there with every plate that I have. And these are my workouts for the next week that I'm planning out because all this calorie excess, I mean, I go in so I can really have some fun. Thanks for sharing that. I remember before I changed my eating plan, I would be riding my spinning bike and um, I would be eating donuts or cupcakes while I was riding. <laughs> and I would say to myself, this is the only way you can eat it if you're burning off the calories. I wasn't really enjoying at the same time. And by the way, there's no way you can burn off enough calories from eating like three donuts. Sorry, not happening. It's going to take me the next week to burn this thing off. I'm going to enjoy it right now. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I've actually had people do that. And there, I mean, there's gyms out there that kind of do that. Like there's gyms that will have donut day, you know, have bagel day, you know, have pizza day. I'm not going to name them. They're out there. Um, just one to get people in the door. Uh, now, are they doing anything for people's health? Fitness? Eh, a little bit. At least people are getting in there and moving around. 
But either, at some point, you got to break past that. And sorry, there's stuff you have to do that you just don't want to do. But you get to where you like it better because of how you feel afterwards. And that's probably the bigger part of, yeah, starting this thing, not all that fun. So maybe just start off walking, okay? Especially in the, in the spring, in the fall time, when the weather's nice, go out, take a walk. Because you need to be in, in uh, surrounded by the elements, right? You need to be out with the trees and hearing the birds and watching the squirrels and everything else, just for stress relief, if nothing else. But you're going to be out there, you're going to be walking, you're going to be breathing. You're not going to realize that you just did 30 minutes or 40 minutes of walking. You're going to come back home. And then, you know, that will either be the start of your day or the end of your day. And, you know, walking, look for it's free, except for the shoes. If you want to get good shoes. Um, I said that, go out, walk, enjoy that. Get used to that. Then maybe try a little jogging, jogging walk stuff. And then maybe get into a gym. And I would highly suggest when you get into a gym, get a trainer first, at least for one or two sessions, just to learn the ropes, just to figure out, okay, how do I squat a thing? How do I do pushing movements? How do I do pulling movements? How do I use this piece of equipment like back over here or this one or this one? Or, you know, should, should I be, uh, there we go, should I be on one of, the, one of these ball things, right? That is some functional thing. Um, and starting kind of learning the ropes of that. Or, I don't know, do I want to try some plugs? Or do I want to try some yoga? Do I want to try uh, swimming? Do I want to try spin, right? You got time to figure it out. Um, so, Go out, try some stuff out, see what you like, see what you don't like, um, and then kind of move forward with that and then start expanding your horizons as well. Because one, you do the same thing in here. You know, some people are robotic. Me, I'll, I'm kind of a robot. I like doing the same thing all the time. I'll occasionally have to change things up. Some people cannot do the same thing twice. So you go find a gym with a bunch of different classes and explore. Go try out different classes when you're in the room. Um, and do that just so you're going to be up and moving. Because if you're that type of person, you're not going to be trying to break records. You just need different, you need different stimulus and inputs to keep you up and going. Um, versus the, like the tracker, you know, over, uh, people like to break records and stuff like that. Well, okay, now if I'm going to be in the lifting, I want to go do powerlifting. Maybe just work out for a year before you start getting into, <laughs> into that craziness or, or crossfit or anything like that. If you're not, if you're an athlete, do not, get into CrossFit because you have a 95% chance of injury because it's just, you start pushing more and more and harder and harder and harder. It's, it's <clears throat> it gets crazy pretty quickly. If you don't have good instructors that hold you back a bit and show you how to do the form and really work with you on like shoulder mobility and everything else, maybe saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't do overhead movements because you can't get your arm past like here. So we shouldn't have you up here doing these things, large range movements. Um, because then you can have shoulder surgery, you're going to be out, you're not going to have life, and this is going to be no fun. Um, so that's where that's where that breakdown happens. And definitely no donuts while you're riding the bike. <laughs> yeah, the great news is I gave up sugar and sweets and everything, so I'm, I'm good. But, Red, I could ask a zillion questions that I have for Clint, but I don't want to be selfish, so I'll, ask, I'll go over to you. Well, I think we're almost running a little bit late on our commercial break. And I think if we take it now, we can come back to uh, Clint and ask him, how do we how do we start a mindset change to become more fit and to really enjoy wellness and health? And uh, so let him think about that for a quick moment or two, and we can jump in wherever your commercial schedule has us. All right. Sounds good. We're going to commercial break and hear from some of our sponsors. and We'll be right back. 
Hello boys and girls and welcome to Story Garden. Your host, Diane Baim. I'm so happy to have you here today. Diane Floyd Baim tells wonderful stories that warm the heart, spark the imagination, and unite people and families across generations. For children, Diane's Harry the Camel connects with all of us who've ever wondered how different our lives might have been if only we'd been born something better, like a wonderful horse instead of an ordinary camel. In the end, we all learn along with Harry that there's nothing better than just being yourself. Diane's little girl in the moon looks down on earthbound children and wonders if they know she's just like them. A story of love, home, and the bond between mother and daughter its powerful theme that we're each of us different, yet all of us the same, plants a seed in children that promises to blossom within a loving and trusting grown-up. Diane's new biography, Rise, recounts the experiences of her grandmother, Ruby, to reveal the hidden strength of the human spirit. Ruby's story inspires all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. You'll find all of Diane's delightful books and much more at DianeFloydBame.com. Visit D-I-A-N-N-F-L-O-Y-D-B-O-E-H-M.com. That's DianeFloydBame.com. with BCAT was really entertaining and enlightening. We were able to put together some very specific steps that we as individuals can take and it was really fun to all come together and see sort of where we're going as a team and how we can all get there together. We had a tremendous experience with the BCAT partners. One of the challenges that we have as an organization is to make sure that we have the right people in the right chairs doing the right thing. To do that well, you have to have synergy. You can try to dream up ways to make sure that your group does that, or you can rely on experts. We would recommend BCAP Partners to anybody who's looking to take their organization to the next level.
Hello, everyone. Thank you for staying with us through the break. You are still watching The Wise Ones on USA Global TV and Radio, and I'm still Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. Let's get back to the show. Welcoming back Red. Hello. Howdy. And our special guest, Clint, the health engineer. Welcome back. Thank you so much for a wonderful show and providing so much really important information. So I, I know that you had a question to come back in on Red, so I'll follow up after you. Yeah, basically, we have a habit that we get into and we want to make change in our lives for the better. And our mindset is something that has to change. And, and I know that you've worked with people, all different kinds of people over time and had a lot of success. What what would you how do you go about affecting a mindset change where people are actually successful in transitioning their lives to the better? Well, essentially, you can't change anybody. People have to change themselves. So it's the. Uh... That's kind of the main issue with that is when somebody comes in, they've got to be ready to start making not changes. I hate the C word. So they got to be ready to start making improvements in their life. And they got to see these things as improvements, not as change. Because nobody likes change. Everybody hates change. If, if like you have your, your channels for your TV and they like change the station alignments, well, that's change. Nobody likes that. Now I can go find all my channels again. Right. Um, or if like, Listen to radio and the radio station you're listening to changes overnight when you don't have that station anymore. Well, that's change. We don't like nobody likes change. We like improvements. We want stations we're listening to to get better and play more stuff that we like, right? Um, so same thing in your life. So it has to be seen as an improvement, not as a change. And it's an improvement that you yourself are making. Um, which number one, you've got to make a plan. So if you don't know how to make plans and how to plan things out in your life. Get with somebody that can help you start making plans and integrating things into your life slowly. Some people need integration. Some people need like an overnight fan right now. We're team changing. We're improving everything right now. Okay. Um, but once again, it takes time. Okay. And so the reason why most programs are 12 weeks long, 12 weeks are there because that's when you start affecting things, right? Uh, metabolically, you start making some improvements. Uh, mentally, physically, you start making improvements. Uh, it takes that long to start introducing new habits. They're not new habits. You can start in introducing them then uh, at about six months. Now you have a habit that's there. After 12 months, it's a lifestyle. After 18 months, that is your life. So that's like those are the increments that you have to be aware of. And then you're starting to start anything new. The 12, that first 12 weeks is just like, it's the starting, starting point. You gotta hit six months, and then you gotta hit a year, and then you gotta hit 18 months. Once you hit 18 months, you're probably not gonna go back to what you're doing before. In fact, you would feel really weird going back and doing what you did before. But it takes that 18 months to do it. Um, and now I've got so I've got a hypnotherapist that I work with as well. Uh, so when people come to me, if they got things that they need to work through before doing this stuff, because usually you gotta work through a lot of stuff before you come in here. Uh, and also, you come in here and you get to work stuff out. Right, so you get press and things like that, but um, it's it's the mind game, it's the mental piece of it, because you are what you do, but you also are what you think, and so that subconscious and unconscious stuff that's going on will get you derailed really, really quickly if you don't have a handle on those things and you're not working with like the inner voice that's saying, "Hey, you know what? That donut looks really good today." <laughs> yeah. Just, just stay, stay in bed. Don't, don't do the workout this morning. Um, you know, 
you're feeling tired, just don't do it today. Although sometimes you do need to rest uh, more than more than usual. So um, it's having those things and having a plan, anything else. So like January, January's coming up, right? And the biggest thing that happens is we got New Year's resolutions and healthy, you know, healthy New Year and all that stuff, right? Everybody does. Everybody does. Every company does it. Um, and so it's getting yourself out of that. And I'm, I'm going to share a big secret with everybody, okay? And this is one of the most powerful things that you'll have all year long. <laughs> Only 1% of people that start in January achieving 1%. You want a nice 99% chance of achieving something, especially like getting healthier, start in October. Because you 99% chance will stick with it. Why? Because you had to go through Halloween, you had to go through Thanksgiving, you had to go through Christmas, had to go through the entire fall with everything that's being thrown at you. <clears throat> you can survive that. 99% chance you're going to be successful getting healthier and having a healthier life. Right? You start in January, 99% chance you're going to fail at that because most of everybody falls off within the first two weeks. Is uh, resolution dump day, which is January 15th. Right, that's when half people have already given up. Uh, the rest of them start giving up by the end of January. Uh, by April, it's everybody's gone. Right, you still have one percent that's out there because they're mentally ridiculous, ridiculously tough. Um, but yeah, that's that's the big secret. Start in January, you started too late. You should have started in, in October, November, December. In December, December is really rough one too. But um, yeah, that's if anybody wants to think about that from that standpoint. January so everybody's going to the Everybody's on on board to do that training helping thing. And it's it repeats. It's a cycle, it's a cyclic thing every year. It repeats, repeats, repeats. So you have to break that cycle and start at some other time or go in with an actual plan, a plan of action, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, deal with those things because they will happen. Like you may be in here working out one day and just break down in tears because you had a mental emotional break because of something that's going on back here and you work through it, right? Um, so there's all that stuff to, to think about, but the sooner you start with a plan, take some time to plan stuff out, go at it from that standpoint. Because otherwise, you know, if, if, you, if you don't make a plan, you're planning to fail, that old thing, it's, it's true. So you really, this, and this is like a life thing, right? This isn't a, I'm gonna go work out for six weeks and lose some weight and then I'll be done. No, this is, you think you're here for six weeks, you might lose some weight, but if you leave, you're going to put it back on then some. So if you're going to do it, make a plan and stick with it because there's no stopping. Otherwise, you start to stop and you do this thing. You know, the weight just keeps on going on and on, on. You're like, well, another diet's are working, that exercise is working, nothing's working. Well, it's because you haven't stuck with anything more than like two or three weeks, maybe six weeks total. And you hated that. So you really hated that six weeks. And then you revolt after that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to go back to something that you said earlier. So I've, I was a personal trainer for a long time, aerobics instructor, a spin instructor. And anyway, I, to this day, still, I like to do high impact interval training 
and I like to mix it up. So I'm the idiot on the TRX upside down doing this, that, and the other. But my point is I see these guys at the gym. I didn't see them for a year. They're doing the same exact thing. They look exactly the same, doing the exact same thing. And I know that you had mentioned that you like to follow a, a, a static, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you follow, you're not hanging upside down from the TRX, I would imagine. So my question is, how do we keep it, how do we find our joy and pushing ourselves mentally, you know, mentally and physically, not to extremes where we get hurt, as opposed to finding boredom and doing the same thing over and over again. Where's that happy medium? Yeah, well, so some people need to hang upside down in TRX. Uh, if you're going to work out for a while, you can do it, right? I mean, I'll do it just to show off on occasion, just for fun, right? Um, <laughs> and maybe somebody dares me, I don't know. Uh, or if I'm showing off to one of the kids, and we, we train a lot of athletes, a lot of youth athletes. So the big rule around here is don't let the 45-year-old white dude beat you. And inherently, I will, and I will make them look bad every time. I'm like, come on, kids. <laughs> don't get beat by the old man. So um, you get you have some fun. You got some play time, some play days, you know, with the workouts. I mean, I'm, I'm robotic about it. I like having my workouts set and segmented. Um, but I'll still go out and play around on occasion because I'll need something to do. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different for everybody. Some people need to have like that same thing all the time. And then now I'm going to make some upgrades. Now I'm going to make some more upgrades. But everything's very systematic and systemized. And others are like, you know what? I need something different every day. So make a plan for that. Plan for different stuff every day. But, you know, it's realize that like, the gains you're going to get. And sometimes um, the gains are going to be consistent. Uh, although sometimes, not having any anything change is good. If you're happy with where you're at, you're happy with your body, and it fits your life, and you're still, you're, you're, like your numbers are good, you're healthy, and you're well, you're happy with everything, then sometimes, <clears throat> you know, there's really no change needed. Yeah, at least you're there. At least you're there moving, and you're doing stuff. Um, at least to maintain. Because maintaining is, also, ma maintaining is the toughest thing in the world because, it is. It gets it's kind of boring, right? It's it's fish and vegetables every day. So unless you're spicing those up and maybe just flacking fish every once in a while and doing some fish tacos and doing, you know, um, you know, it's maintenance. It's it's mind-numbingly boring at some point, and just like owning a business, there's stuff in business you don't want to do. You don't want to do the numbers. You don't look at the books. You don't look at all the boring stuff. But you still got to do it. Otherwise, you'll be out of business, right? I mean, you have to look at how you're going to do your marketing plans. You have to look at how are you going to get people in the door and how are you going to take care of the people that are there? How am I going to keep this person that's here with me right now? How am I going to keep them here for like the next year or three or four or five? Right. Um, so it's sometimes it's the boring monotonous stuff that you have to learn to love and enjoy because that's what keeps you there doing it. And you've got to find some way to do that. How, how you do it, that's up to you. Throw some gamification in it. Maybe make it like a one day thing. So, like, I've got marketing Mondays, I've got uh, finance Fridays, like that's my main mode of operation. It's the main thing I'm working on that day on the backside of the business standpoint. Here's my focus for the day. And it's my little hashtag for the day. So I got to do it. <laughs> right. So um, same thing for free workouts. You got to have some fun with it. Um, like M Monday is always international chest day. So maybe throw some extra chest exercises in there. Um, Wednesday's hump day. So, you know, you just make sure bicep, whatever. Uh, so, you know, there's always having fun with it. Do, do some challenges with your friends. Find some friends in the gym to have some challenges with. Um, and 
you know, amp things up a little bit just to break up the monotony, but sometimes the monotony is very much needed to keep you on schedule. So yeah, absolutely. Especially in business. I, there's so many things that I do that are completely monotonous, like a robot could do them, but they have to be done. So. When you find a robot, use the robot. <laughs> exactly. Hire that robot. I have learned so much from you. I invite you to come back and visit us again. We're actually out of time. So um, I thank you so much for being here. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? We do have your LinkedIn, we have your website, but for people who can't read it or they're on a podcast or radio station, please do share how to reach out to you. This way to get hold of me. Um, you can either, if you pop into Google, just type in Olympic Fit, we'll pop up very, very quickly. You can contact me there because uh, this is my gym. Point um, way, there's only technically three of me out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. Because uh, the other two have no footprint whatsoever, usually. Um, so you type my name in it, I pop up quickly. The health engineer, same thing. Um, so those are the easiest ways. Of course, the website, thepointbeefway.com, uh, T-H-E for the health engineer. Um, and then for the gym website, theolympicfitgym.com. So those are the uh, those websites. Those are the easiest way to get all of me, because I'm here all day. If you're in, in the DFW area, you want to see me? Well, you know where to find me. I don't leave. I'm here from six in the morning to nine o'clock at night. You're like our, me behind this green it. screen. I love it. <laughs> for our audio audience, uh, Clint C L I N T Fuque F U Q U A. So the yep. Clint Fuque uh, or Clint Fuque on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and the Health Engineer. Uh, if you're going to Google it. Thank you very much. And Red, Clint, what's really the best enjoyed way? It. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you very much, Clint. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Clint. Okay. Red, what's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, RedOlaughlin.com. All my information is contained right there on the front page. Red, like the color, R-E-D, O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N.com. O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N.com. RedOlaughlin.com. That's the easiest way. All my information is contained there, email addresses, uh, phone number, et cetera. So uh, go there, and you should be able to contact, find me pretty easily. All right. Thank you, Red. And we'll look forward to seeing you right after this for your Talking Heads episode, I believe, number five of post-pandemic health. And Clint, please do come back and see us again. Go to usaglobaltv.com. Book your session. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.